Thanks for tuning in to Mustang News on KCPR 91.3 FM in San Luis Obispo and worldwide at kcpr.org. I'm Nico Vignuela reporting from Monterey County getting you the latest updates on the Kristen Smart murder trial. Thursday morning, Mario Garcia, a friend of Paul Flores at the time of Smart's disappearance, testified in front of both juries. Garcia said that during the week following Smart's disappearance, he saw Paul Flores with a black eye. At the time, Paul Flores told Garcia that he got it at a party, but didn't specify which one. Garcia also testified that Paul Flores was wearing a cap that day, which was pulled down in an unnatural fashion, quote, as if he was trying to hide it, end quote. Paul Flores' attorney, Robert Sanger, and Ruben Flores' attorney, Harold Misik, both tried to establish that Paul Flores would wear a hat very often. Garcia maintained that he, quote, might have worn a hat, but not every time, end quote, and added that he was, quote, not sure how often he was and wasn't wearing it, end quote. Garcia described Paul Flores' demeanor that day as, quote, kind of nervous, like edgy, end quote. Next on the stand was Felipe Arias, who was a friend of Smart's in 1996. According to an FBI interview from that year, Arias said that Smart had spent the night with him five to six times. On Thursday, Arias maintained that he only remembered her sleeping in his bed once or twice. Arias also testified that he did not remember whether Smart spent the night at his dorm the night before she disappeared or if it was the night previous to that. In an interview with a detective, Arias stated that he last saw Smart on Thursday, the day before she went missing. Smart left some items, including a CD and a pair of sandals, in his dorm before that Friday. Next on the stand was investigator James Camp, who returned to court for his second round of cross-examination in the case. Prosecutor Christopher Pruval showed Camp DMV documents belonging to Paul and Ruben Flores and put them up for the jury to see as well. Ruben Flores' document showed that he'd lived in 710 White Court since at least 1994 and that he had shrunk an inch between 2008 and 2022. Paul Flores' document showed that his address was listed as 710 White Court until at least 2003, after which he changed addresses at least twice. Sanger established in front of the court that the place somebody lives isn't always necessarily reflected on their driver's license, such as when Paul Flores lived at Cal Poly but still had his father's residence listed on his official DMV documents. Camp agreed with Sanger, and the attorneys had no further questions for him on this matter. However, before excusing the witness, Pouvrel said that he would probably call Camp to testify again next week. Court proceedings will resume on Monday morning and will not be held on Friday because of a pre-scheduled conflict. Paul Flores is currently charged with Smart's murder, while his father, Ruben Flores, is charged with accessory to the crime. If convicted, Paul Flores can face anywhere from 25 years in prison to a life sentence. His father is facing a maximum sentence of three years. Proceedings for the trial on Thursday ended before 3 p.m., after which the court heard a motion from a news media coalition about unsealing some court documents from the case. For more information about the motion and for more detailed daily accounts of the trial's events, you can visit mustangnews.net. For Mustang News on KCPR, I'm Nico Venuela.